0: Hello,
1: I'm Jodi and I'm a mama on a mission to encourage parents to take their power back. I know from personal experience how your gut is leading you in one direction while the world is telling you that you are going the wrong way. You are convinced that you are the crazy one for believing hope is alive and healing is possible. You are manipulated to believe that you are not capable or smart enough to make life-altering decisions for your baby. I've stood in those doctor's offices. I've even been kicked out of plenty of them. Welcome, friends, to a space where you are allowed to ask questions, and you are allowed to step into your power as the mama bear that has always been within you. You are not the crazy one. Welcome back. Freedom Casters. Uh all right, I have AA Ron with me today. <laughs> and we we are going to chat about um guess what this month is, honey?
0: Guess I what? Have... Every month
1: has a label. What's this month? I have no idea. It is autism awareness month.
0: Oh, that's right, because our neighbor, our new neighbor around the corner has a flag right by their driveway. do that says um celebrate autism. Oh, is that what so, it
1: says? oh boy, this is going to be this is going to be a good little episode here. Yes. Um, with the dog barking in the background, that hopefully will be quiet in a moment.
0: <laughs> well, we got eighty mile an hour winds right
1: now. Oh my gosh! Um, like- so, just to give you a little backstory, we actually did record an episode. I think it was a couple weeks ago, and then like life got crazy. Um, we talked about just how much I get torn apart on social media. Mm for saying that you can heal and recover autism or guess what, that you can prevent autism. And so it was like a few weeks ago, I don't know, there was some post I put up about, you know, if I had, there are actually a couple autism posts I put up on my public Facebook page. And that's typically where the trolls come is Facebook because it's like more public, more right. easily searchable, um, And so they came after me, which they do from time to time. It just kind of depends on if somebody decides to uh, post about me in the Reddit forums. So these Reddit forums (laughs) are like, they're like, um, they're like tribalism to the backs. Right? So they're just all these, who knows if, I mean, most of them probably aren't even real people. A lot of them even get paid to come after people like me. Um, But they're just like, you wonder, what in the world are these people doing with their life that they, they want to go and take time to go attack people on social media? I mean, I think that's the age-old question we'll never answer.
0: No, I think part of it is, is they have nothing really to do in life except drink Starbucks, Virtue Signal, feel that they're important mm-hmm. by their postings.
1: I think they're living in mom's basements still too. Yeah. Mom's basements. <laughs> um,
0: you know, the thing about it is, is they're typically college-educated, they are in my opinion brainwashed but how they're going to solve society and they have all these lofty goals and dreams which reality don't come true but it's just hilarious because you see them every day in society i mean if you really want to see the virtue signalers i mean you just have to go to starbucks they're sitting on their computer
1: yeah or or what really blows my mind this is totally not even on the topic of autism but what, what I have been trying to figure out, and, and again, I don't know that there's even an answer to it other than the fact that people have become so lost by stepping out of their own common sense, right? Mm-hmm. And listening to the media. And it's really, at the root of it, it's a tribalism thing, right? Like it's, it's if you don't feel confident enough in yourself and confident enough in your own beliefs and you're not rooted really in a deep, conviction state Mm -hmm. that that like a conviction state that even makes sense right like i'm not talking about oh i am totally convicted to come and attack you about autism because you should celebrate autism i mean like actually having values and actually having common sense and actually thinking right so the root of it is this tribalism where these this, these generations and it's, you know, millennials, it's some Gen Z, but I would say a lot of it's the millennial. And that's not to say all you millennials out there are bad. I'm not saying that, but, um, it's, it's like, they can't think for themselves. Mm -hmm. So let me attach to this narrative over here, because these people over here, these liberals, these progressives, they're making me feel like I'm important. And, so i should attach to that which means i should become that and then go and attack people because that's literally right. all they do
0: well i mean it, it, if you think about it is people that scream the loudest eventually get what they want but when they fire back at, and make comments the most of the time they don't provide any type of substantial evidence for their argument it's all based on emotion and that's yeah, where we are that's tribalism and yes. I, and that's where we're at as a society today. That's the reason why, you know, civil discourse, civil conversations throw out the window because nobody can talk civil. And for me, I'm always an opinion, you know what, you have your belief systems, whatever it is, congratulations, more power to you, but you have to at least respect my opinion and my thoughts. I'm not, I mean, I'm not here to transform you, uh, especially if you're already deeply rooted into something. But you still have to have the understanding that there is an other side of the argument or an opinion, and I think that's what's really hurting in today's society is that you have these people that you yell and scream, and it's sort of like the whiny kid, you know, mm-hmm. in the grocery store. Instead of disciplining your child, uh, you give in to them. You see it all the time when you go to the grocery store. You have that kid that's going. Ah! well who knows? there
1: could be a lot of stories behind that yeah but i'm just i think yes you for your point it's been a lot of coddle, a lot of years of coddling and a lot of years of participation trophies participation trophies but a lot of years of reacting out of emotion versus reacting out of common sense and facts and and really a lot of that has become has come out of the social media age because you can hide behind something. Oh yeah. So all these people that come and attack me, and again, even if, if some of them are real people, which you can go to their profiles and realize that they're not real people, right? Um, it's it's attacking me and calling me an ableist, and so I want to get into this like notion of Autism Awareness Month, and just we're gonna stick today very specifically on chronic childhood illness and all of these labels and how society this this section of society wants you to celebrate a label they want you to celebrate a sickness a diagnosis and that you will hopefully attach onto that and create a new identity with that label and that diagnosis and that is on purpose and I, and I believe designed on purpose to take you out of your power as a parent, to take you out of your motherhood, to not have you look and see that there could be another way or there could be another answer. And so I'm just gonna say right now, you guys have heard me say this several times and maybe you're new to listening to this and maybe you are a mom out there, maybe somebody shared this Freedom Cast with you. We have weathered and gone through the fire of healing our child from a so-called label and diagnosis of autism. And I am here to tell you that not only is autism, the way that the world presents autism, not only is that a lie, and we'll talk about that and and why that's a lie, because I got demolished on social media for that too, Mm. of somebody who just couldn't understand, why are you calling it a lie? It's there, it's a diagnosis. I can see it in my child. The doctor said they have autism. And so we have to really unpack what the lie actually is, right? So not only are you being fed a lie, but you can heal it. You can heal your children of so many things that, yeah, Big Pharma doesn't want you to heal them from it. The mainstream pediatrician or GP that's been indoctrinated in medical school and is afraid of losing their license for speaking up and for speaking the truth, yeah, guess what? They're lying to you too, right? So we have to really enter into this conversation with a few things here, which is, you have all of these months of celebration months, right? Celebrate this, celebrate that. And at the end of the day, what are you celebrating? Sickness. You're celebrating the fact that in many ways, we we as parents have been duped. And that's a very hard thing to face. Yeah. Right. And this is why, again, if you are that parent listening, I get it. I get and I've, I've written about a lot of this stuff in our story, Autism Reimagined, where the biggest piece of this is the emotional piece. Mm. It's the shame piece, it's the guilt piece, it's the anger, the frustration. And what they want you to celebrate is they want you to celebrate that your child has this label and they want you to attach yourself to that label forever. And the, that is so dangerous. Yeah. It's so dangerous. Right? So let's talk first about just the notion that we reject completely celebrating autism. If we want to celebrate something, let's celebrate recovering our children. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate healing our children in whatever capacity that is. Because yes, every single body is different. Every single body is designed differently. Um, every person is going to respond differently to things or heal differently. Right. And again, the world wants everything to be in a box. Right. They want you to go in and fit inside this box and think that there's nothing else available to you when there. that's, nothing could be further from the truth. Right. So first is rejecting, celebrating, being lied to, right? What do you have to say about these, this autism celebration month
0: well, world, I, world autism day? Well, I think ultimately for the parents, you attach yourself to the label and that becomes your crutch. Mm. And, and, and in, instead of, I don't want to say fighting for your child, but you almost become the victim of your child because now you're like oh my son or daughter has autism and this is how our life is going to be for the rest of our life instead of looking outside the box so that's how I look at it so in the case of our neighbor you know putting up the flag I mean clearly maybe that family has a person that has this label has this label so are you going to live your life with that label you know as a board. crutch, really. You're, I mean, right.
1: like what you're saying, right? right? So it's the distinct difference between do I embody this label as a crutch and I, I, uh, then basically it's, it's like, it's, a, it's a whole emotional thing, right? right. So like, like you're, you're now going, well, this is our lot in life. This is the path that we have been given. This is the way that my child has been born. This, 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 this. Right. Or it's, okay, you want to give me a label, Mr. Neurologist Mm -hmm. or Miss Neurologist, but I'm going to reject that notion that I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And instead, that's fine if you want to say whatever is going on with my child meets these supposed markers of autism. But now what am I going to do? Now I'm going to take that and go, okay, it gives me a game plan. Mm-hmm. That's the distinct difference. And I feel like that's kind of where we were at in the very beginning mm-hmm. is the straw that broke the camel's back for me was when I was in that neurologist's office and she said to me, is that the one in Newport beach? Yeah. Near there. She, okay. she was this, Have you, you know, top neurologist in, uh, orange County, California. And so I went, you know, again, I, here. Long story short, and you guys can, you know, go listen to some of the other Freedom Casts, and I encourage you to and, and read our story, which is going to kind of really just give you the entire picture of what we went through and how we healed our child. And, and again, it's called Autism Reimagined. You can get it on Amazon or AutismReimagined.com. But a piece of that story, right, is that I felt like I needed somebody to tell me something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's okay, right? As parents we may need that. We may need that path to kind of go on. Right. right? And so I, I felt like I just needed an answer. I felt like I needed confirmation. Mm -hmm. So I went to the neurologist and she did all of her things. And let me tell you, our son did not like him, like her at all. (laughs) So I could, you know, again, there was, there was, she was very cold, very robotic. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, You know, long story short is she basically said, there's nothing you can do. Right. This is just going to be his path in life. You will never be able to heal him. Um, In fact, your other son, who was a newborn at the time, Mm -hmm. will probably have autism as well. And then she went as far as to say, don't have any more children because they'll probably have autism too. Now, imagine if you're a parent in that situation, and I am not the only parent that was in that situation. You might be that parent in that situation right now. And you have a choice. Mm -hmm. And you go, do I just believe this expert because they're wearing a white coat and they went to school and I didn't go to neurology school. And they're saying there's nothing I can do. And they're saying it's genetic, even though with the millions of dollars pumped to autism research, they have never found a genetic link. And they never will because it's not genetic, my friends. It's not. So do I believe that and just give up and go, well, gosh, darn it. There's just nothing we can do. And I'm a horrible parent and I can't believe this. And oh my gosh. And go join all the autism awareness groups and celebrate autism awareness month and put the flag in my yard and wear the blue puzzle piece and donate to all the things that supposedly is going to find some genetic link. And it's tribalism. Mm
2: -hmm. It becomes
1: this tribalism where it makes you feel better as a parent. Because now you don't have to look at the other side.
0: Right. Well, and I, looking
1: at the other side is harder.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it is. And again, you're surrounded with yourself with the same like-minded people. So instead of looking to solve solutions, you're basically all sitting around the campfire telling your life stories, but not doing anything about the change, their son or daughter. Right. So we call this...
1: Pitching your tent in the camp of misery, loves company. Yes, which
0: is exactly what tribalism does. And, and, right, right, and and the thing for me, I, I guess, for us, the you know early intervention was a very hard process for not only our sons because not only but also our other son is that we had to really understand what they were going through,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then at the same time come to the understanding that this would be a long. I don't want to say a long road ahead of us but we had to also get into the mix okay so when we were at the you know center you know learning from the specialist how to you know incorporate various things to help our son uh that was a, a you know a huge eye-opener for me
1: yeah and so so i look back at that time and <clears throat> I think to myself, what she said to me in that office was actually what I what I needed to push me to the place of I just don't believe you. I do not believe this chick. Right. Like the way that you're speaking to me, I even came to that appointment with so much research in my hands. Mm -hmm. Things about food, things about changing his diet, things about, you know, this, that or the other that could help him just become healthier at the end of the day. Like I wasn't even in there to talk to her about reversing autism. Mm -hmm. I was wanted to help my child feel better. Right. And so when you look at this ableist argument, right. So, uh, I get called an ableist all the time by the autism community. And I find it just, again, very interesting because when you look at, you know, the term ableist, right. And it kind of is a little bit of a new term. Um, is it really, basically what it refers to is it refers to a person who dehumanizes another person because of their disability. So as soon as I post about something, about recovering autism, healing autism, or when my book came out, or when I started to really speak about this openly, um, I get accused of being an ableist because I believe that the symptoms of autism can be reversed. And the massive irony is that I am the exact opposite of an ableist. I see so much, um, basically, I I see so much humanity and beauty in children diagnosed with autism that when you look at that, when you look at what they are presenting as in terms of symptoms, in terms of what the real root causes are of, of autism, They're not, it's not as if we are saying, don't celebrate them as a beautiful and wonderful child. But again, that's what the ableist community tries to come and rip me apart Mm -hmm. about is that I'm basically not celebrating them as a beautiful, wonderful child, because what they want is they want me and they want you as a parent to now attach your child to this, label right and if you don't celebrate that label if you don't celebrate the fact that they were born this way how dare you tell me that they can be different or that they can be healed it's offensive to them right. it becomes offensive because they don't believe there is a root cause they actually fully believe that it is genetic right and that they were born that way that is where we differ right right? That is where the whole argument begins to fall apart for them. Because I do not believe that autism is a genetic disorder. There is no proof, right? There is zero proof to show that versus if you look at the timeline of autism, and you look at when it first started to present in society, and this would go back to like the 1930s, with the diphtheria vaccine, when this first started to come about. And that is when They started doing mass inoculations with um, aluminum as an adjuvant in vaccines for the first time. Mercury was still in some, but Mm -hmm. they started to to play around with things like aluminum. And interestingly enough is when these so-called symptoms Mm -hmm. started popping up with children, these unexplained symptoms. So we have a choice here we can put on our common sense hat and we can go, yeah, sometimes correlation equals causation. Mm -hmm. If you just look at it with common sense, right. But that's so hard. I think at the end of the day, as, as a human, as humanity, it's the emotional piece. I keep coming back to this. Right. It's the, if I step into the arena Mm -hmm. of now believing that I can heal my child. And not only that, that we as society can prevent this from occurring. Mm -hmm. That means that I have to look at the other side of myself and go, oh, crap, I didn't know better. Right. So that's where the differentiation happens is that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to look at that other piece and, and feel shame that you were a bad person, which by the way, you're not a bad person. You might have guilt, but guilt can very quickly become shame. And so guilt is, oh, shoot. I totally made a bad decision Mm -hmm. injecting my child with these vaccines. And then they had this adverse event Mm -hmm. and now I see it and now I'm connecting the dots and now I'm mad at myself. And now I'm angry. And you guys, this is everything I went through. Erin mm-hmm. <laughs> went through it in a different way. This is everything I went through as a mother. And then that can very quickly become shame. right? Because then if we feel like we are a bad person, we will stay in that camp of misery, love company because it's more comfortable. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So what was that like for you? Just to digress for a minute. Um, Because I think it's important to hear from your perspective. as like the husband, the dude, the man, um, the father, because we were dealing with very different things. I actually, to be honest with you, looking back, I was so when I finally woke up and I finally decided I could heal my child and to reject the medical community. Mm I was so focused on that with my head down. I don't even know what you were doing. <laughs>
0: so. Well, in, the, in between driving our children to therapies, various therapies. You did. Yeah, we had to share the load. We were like living out of our car, basically. Live out of your car. I mean, during the summer, uh, you'd, we'd go to special classes that were offered to him. Part of his IEP plan, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, good job, honey. Yeah. Good. Oh, I remember my, remember those things. <laughs> um, I think the thing about it is, I, I think for most men, we have this bravado that, you know, we're going to have kids that are going to emulate us growing up, whatever it might be, you know, mm-hmm. the strong, you know, man and all that. So I think part of it is, was when we were first at the, the center and where he was, you know, receiving, uh, various help, so to speak. Um, when we're sitting around and there was a group of parents and I still remember this one father who be, you know basically rejected, um, what their sons, because I think they were twins. Yes, they were. They were twins. They yeah. were twins yeah. mm-hmm. and totally just rejected, not from the idea of, Hey, there's something wrong. He was all, he was basically saying there was nothing wrong with our, our our sons. And I'm like, oh yeah, you might want to change that, you know, so to speak. Oh, meaning he
1: was not seeing some right. of those signs. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a lot, I mean, you know, again, uh, I, I truly believe like the mother and the father, they go through different types of emotional journeys. And right. a lot of times from, I'm not going to speak for you, but I would feel like for men, sometimes there can be some of that ignoring it because then it's like losing maybe the picture of what you thought Mm -hmm. was going to be with your son. Right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, for, you know, so for me speaking, it was trying to understand what was going on with our son. And then number two, Was then changing uh, the very first thing we did was we changed the diet,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, no more in and out of medicine, no more in and out burger, Uh, (laughs) you know, the things that that we were doing a lot of that, we, we
1: had no clue at the time, right. The, the impact Mm -hmm. that just eating real food and how much food really is medicine. We had, I didn't even fathom that
0: back then. Right. And I think, so the one thing we did was, you know, change the food. And I think the second thing is, is though more importantly is the siblings, you know, grandparents, you know, having them be, become aware of what we were we were now going to do. Moving well, forward. it doesn't
1: mean they necessarily agreed with it either because, right. you know, everyone has different family dynamics. I think a lot of us share the same types of things. right? And in, in that you even look at right now in the world, the massive division of the COVID injection mm-hmm. and masks and all of that stuff. And we've dealt with that with people who we love and everyone else has dealt with that right. too. It's just, it's, again, you go back to that human piece of it and the emotional journey and how you never know, um, you never know what's going to to present and take hold and take root in someone if Mm -hmm. it's going to be the fear if it's going to be the shame if it's going to be the guilt if it's going to be the anger right um and obviously what we've seen a lot in the last couple years is the fear piece take over which puts people in a place where they they literally completely give away their common sense critical thinking skills and power to somebody who is is claiming that they are going to save them right (laughs) No, exactly true. And you see this, but again, you see this in the autism world, right? Mm-hmm. So all of this, I actually want to talk for a second about the camp of Misery Loves Company, because I do very firmly believe that this is such a distinct difference in which path a parent is going to go, right. in which path a par- uh, even you know a human is going to go. And if you look at um, even some of this, stuff happening in the last couple of years. Look at all the tribalism stuff happening. Mm-hmm. You can look at it in all of the labels. You can look at it in all of the social, political, right. all the stuff coming to the mm-hmm. surface right now. Even the stuff happening in Florida with DeSantis and the bill and all that stuff. Oh, right? yeah, We're not no, going to get into that yeah, today, but down, it's right? all tribalism, right? Oh, yeah. And the camp of misery loves company really is at the root of it. Um, so, you know, this argument is is one I actually despise a lot. Um, it's, it's one I despise the most against the possibility of autism reversal. So it's, you know, when people say, oh, you needed to just love your child as God made him, or, and this is what I get on Facebook all the time. I actually had to block and delete thousands of people over the course of a couple of days and my, my fingers got <laughs> cramps, but, um, <clears throat> so this is what I get a lot. You do not love your child as God made him, or I get you abused your son by not accepting autism. You don't say that to people with cancer. Mm -hmm. Do you say that to parents who have children who are going through the cancer journey? No, Mm -hmm. you don't say that. You don't say that to people with asthma instead of treating their lung inflammation. Mm -hmm. You don't say that to people in other realms. But for some reason, when it comes to autism, now I'm an ableist, Right. right? So now imagine telling a mother who has a child with, a radical, with radical brain inflammation, okay? So imagine encephalitis or, or just brain inflammation. You're talking to, I mean, basically, you're talking your child out of who they are. Just love them as God made them. Can you imagine saying that to a parent who is struggling with healing their child from brain inflammation, or cancer. And guess what, guys? Autism autism is brain inflammation. I hate to break the news to you. (laughs) Autism is brain inflammation with various environmental factors at play. This Mm -hmm. is one reason why when you look at the the whole autism argument, um, or the whole autism, you know, let's celebrate this and all that whole thing, right? Is they want you to think it's genetic, Mm-hmm. So that you do not think you can do anything about it, right? <clears throat> they want you to believe that your child was born that way, so that you just accept it mm-hmm. instead of looking at the lies that we have been fed for years and years and years as parents. So I say to this argument, "Oh yeah, I know exactly how God made my son. You and I, mm-hmm. aaron, mm-hmm. <laughs> know exactly." how our son was, right. and then after getting nine shots, nine vaccines in mm-hmm. one visit at the pediatrician's office, we also know exactly what happened. Right. So you cannot tell me that God made him that way. The original version, did God make him that way? Or the vaccine injured version, did right. God make him that way, right? Would you have recommended, basically I say this to people, right? Okay, so now, would you have recommended that I just medicate him and give him a bunch of snuggles? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So what am I going to do as the mother? This is what society wants you to do. This is what the the people who cry and scream ableists want you to do. And and the ones who want you to put the the blue puzzle piece on your car Mm -hmm. and donate to, you know, autism speaks and all this stuff, right. Is that's what they want is they want you to medicate them and give them a bunch of snuggles and say, well, my child was born this way. It's genetic and there's nothing I can do instead of maybe change their diet, Mm -hmm. maybe learn more about natural medicine. Yes. Therapy is a piece of it. Of course. Therapy is a piece of it. Um, Detoxing from Mm -hmm. the environmental damage, damage, changing our lifestyle, right? Making those hard choices of, okay, we're not gonna vaccinate anymore. Mm -hmm. We have been fed a lie so deep that this, needle is supposedly providing health to a child. It's not a freaking vitamin. Right. It's a needle of poison, right? And so is that basically, I, I again, is that what you call love is what I, what I ask these people. And by the way, I'm not actually conversing with them because it's pointless. No. <laughs> I don't. But this is what I want you guys to think about is what I, I call that neglect. Right. I call accepting a diagnosis and accepting a label. I call that neglect. Mm-hmm. They say I'm neglectful because I'm actually trying to help my child
0: right. thrive, right? become the best version of themselves. Well, for them, it's, again, it goes back to, they're going to live their life through their, their their child. And that being the child has autism. So they're going to use that as a crutch. And, you know, just like any other month, so to speak, Um, We're going to celebrate it, but it's the celebration is not to recover. It's just to celebrate who their child is currently, their condition, and to live their life through that. And it makes no sense. And that's the reason why, uh, you know, for me, again, you know, going through this journey that we've had to go through, it wasn't easy. It was long painful at times very
1: very long very Um, emotional
0: very emotional lots of twists in the road right and and finally at the end of the day you you finally realize the environmental factors that caused yeah our son to have this
1: i mean and there's a whole road we can go down of that guys we will get into that maybe not in this episode but um, again i encourage you to pick up our story that we wrote, um, Autism Reimagine, where we go through all of that. We go through the entire journey. We talk about things that we changed and what we implemented and things like a vaccine detox and just so much information Mm -hmm. to help you find that power now. So I think in some hopes of, I mean, yes, in some ways I wake up every morning and just think to myself, "Who, who can I help today? to see something differently, but also who can I help today to prevent another child from falling into this? And so, you know, I think our definition of love is very, very different than what this autism community, Mm -hmm. that, and, and when I say this autism community, I want you to understand that this is a narrative. Right. This is a narrative built to dupe you as a parent. And to put you in that camp of Misery Loves Company, there are very well-meaning, well-intentioned, wonderful, amazing, loving parents
2: mm-hmm.
1: who are currently in this community thinking right. there is nothing they can do. That is not. That does not mean that they are a bad person. No. Again, we have to remember that we are not bad people. We can be duped. We can right. be lied to. We can have guilt. We can have anger. Those are, those are, that's part of the human experience on mm-hmm. this planet. Doesn't mean you're a bad person just because you have been lied to. But at some point, it is our responsibility to love our children enough to say, no, Right. I'm not going to fall into that Label. anymore. right? I am not going to do that. And so when you look at this, you know, love first sees who your child was made to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love is who your child was made to be. And second champions that kid to grow and develop in the healthiest way. This is why the camp of autism can't be helped is so dangerous. Right. It's actually not loving to leave a brain injured child, the way that they are, but misery does love company. Mm -hmm. And the first, and and again, I go back to that like pediatric neurologist that we saw and she was ready to sign us up for prime real estate Mm -hmm. in that camp, big old tent for all of our family. Right. Right. But we had to get the heck out of that paradigm. Mm-hmm. and you guys have to get out of that paradigm. Right. That to me is really loving our children mm-hmm. versus acceptance of a lie.
0: Right. Well, I, you know, I think about, you know, loving our children going to our middle son and he had issues. And going to the neural feedback. I mean, that was a long arduous process. So you got
1: injured by the DTaP. You guys that one is so- Toxic. they're all toxic. But
0: yeah, but anyways, but I mean, that's he, a whole nother. Had that, he had that twitch.
1: He got ticks. And so yep. here's the thing is, you know, you look at um adverse events from vaccines, and and again, you can apply what we're talking about today to almost literally everything right. that is being, you know, shoved down people's throats right. as a lie, right? So when it when you look at adverse events, again, this this is something where you know, if you, if you speak truth, if you actually stand your ground and speak truth about what's going on right now, mm-hmm. you're going to get attacked. Number one, you can guarantee you're going to get attacked. Right. So just put on your armor and you have to understand that these, most of these people aren't even real people and you've got to block and delete and just get really good at that and just stand firm, firm in your truth. It takes so much courage to mm-hmm. actually speak truth nowadays oh, yeah. because you get attacked.
0: Well, it, yeah, exactly. And that's the reason why. And they know that by them attacking, if you're, if you're weak, if you're weak, you're they'll, gonna, get ya.
1: they'll get you, <laughs> right? So look at this like whole conversation about the COVID injection and all these um, athletes dropping like flies and just, oh, it's just random, just random. Um, all these children dying randomly in their sleep mm-hmm. a few days after getting this injection or a few weeks after getting this injection. Right. and you know, I even, I, I, again, you bring up the story of our middle son who, you know, he received about, I think he received two rounds of vaccines Mm -hmm. until I finally fully woke up. So like, we had just started that path with our oldest of opening our eyes to the live autism and what we could do when he was born, Mm -hmm. when our middle was born. So it was this like, talk about a crazy time, Right. right? I mean, it was crazy. I had just given birth we just get this new label. We're trying to navigate that I'm being shamed and gaslighted by doctors and pediatricians and all the things. And I, I'm, I haven't, I hadn't fully found my footing in terms of vaccines to say no. So I relented with our middle and he got a couple and he, he, uh, got Mm ticks. He started getting ticks a few months after. And so here's the thing is like, again, what they want you to believe is this one dimensional argument of, Oh, well, if it didn't happen right away, it can't be the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. That is like the stupidest thing, right? Because again, does the body work that way? No. no. Could the body have toxicity buildup over time? And then all of a sudden it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right? Yep. Yes, absolutely. So his t- his tick started to develop right around like six months, seven months. Um, and then and it was absolutely as a trigger from that DTAC right. vaccine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just right. so many, so many parts of the, our story right. that just blow their narrative mm-hmm. apart to pieces. Right. So back to, um, let's bring it back, autism, mm-hmm. World Autism Day. Well, I'm not so great. Right <laughs> <laughs> we have never ever worn a blue puzzle piece we've never ever donated to an autism supposed charity that's supposedly going to find some genetic supposed connection that they never will find right um i have never attended a supposed autism conference of of the camp of misery love company um i have never joined a mommy facebook group Mm -hmm. of the camp of misery love company (laughs) so Here's the thing is you just got to be aware of it, right? It's opening our eyes and being aware of what is really behind the scenes and what is the purpose, right, of all of this celebration month stuff. What is the purpose of celebrating sickness, right? And do you want to do that? Is mm-hmm. the question. What do you believe?
0: Right. No, I mean, I if you think about yeah, you, you're making some valid points, especially, you know, how people can, will continue just to contribute money and money and money to fuel this narrative. And it's like, when are you going to just stop and realize if you take your resources and actually apply it to bring healing to your child instead of living through your child in that camp?
1: Well, and again, I, I think, um, first, so we we'll, we'll kind of, start recapping here. First is there has to, there is this emotional piece of it, right? So Mm -hmm. again, speaking to any of you out there who maybe are just starting to weather this journey, or maybe you're in the middle of it, or maybe you haven't had children yet. And you know what? There's choices that you can make right now. There's belief systems that you can put in place right now that can prevent this from occurring. Right. There's, there's actual choices we can make. Do I want to vaccinate or not vaccinate? Do I want to drink clean water or not drink clean water? Do we want to eat real food or not eat real food? Do we want to slather toxins all over our body with lotions and shampoos and toxic cleaners in the home and bleach and all these things? Or do we not want to do that? There's choices we can make that make a significant difference Mm -hmm. in the path of our health. Correct. So if we're looking at this entire topic, of, you know, just this more high-level perspective of autism. And we look at the lie. I want to come back to this lie for a second. Actually, this just popped into my head. Because that's kind of what we talked about in the very beginning, which is that person who didn't understand what I was talking about when I said autism is a lie. So you either believe that it's genetic Mm -hmm. and that you can't do anything at all, in which case you're going to fall into that camp of misery loves company. You're going to fall into... Let me just celebrate my child because God made him this way. And no way could any of the choices we have made as a family contributed Mm -hmm. to his condition. No way. No way. Again, you guys, this is very different from an actual genetic condition, by the way. One that is actually proven, like Mm -hmm. Down syndrome or spina bifida or some of these other things that have an actual genetic component to them, Right. Right. But they want you to believe that because they want you to believe that there is nothing you can do and that you are not, you are not at fault of anything. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, again, where this becomes a very heavy conversation of can we look at ourselves in the mirror and take responsibility and go, you know what? I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. So because I didn't know, I didn't know that there was another choice I could make. Right. And I'm okay with realizing that I made a mistake But I'm not willing to make that mistake again. That's the difference. That's very hard. Mm -hmm. And I was in that place. Right. And then it became shame as if I was a bad mom. Mm -hmm. I was a bad person. Right. Which is a lie from the enemy all day long. It's a lie from the enemy. We will make bad choices. Right. We will not know everything. That's part of the human experience. That's part of parenting. I mean, even in the last month, (laughs) we've had like, two things happen with our children yep. where I'm like, I am the worst mother in the world.
2: <laughs> and then I, right. Yeah.
1: And you're like, you're not, you're not. Right. And of course, again, he's looking at it from a dad's perspective where I'm like, why aren't you more angry about this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know Kids make mistakes,
1: <laughs> but you, this is something that's ongoing. You guys, right. parenting is the hardest job in the world. It's the most fulfilling job. too. It's the most fulfilling, but it is the hardest job in the world. So, We can look at this and go, if I believe that there really is nothing I could have done, then I am going to believe that lie of autism. Right. That they want you to believe that they're just born this way, that it's an unexplained, by the way, remember, it's an quote unquote unexplained Unexplained. neurological condition. Okay, so you're telling me it's unexplained. (laughs) So you can't explain it. But you want me to believe. Right. Blindly believe it's genetic. Okay. That makes sense. Right? So where does the lie come in? The lie is a few things. The lie is, I think part of it is that the enemy is lying to us. Mm -hmm. Right? So we believe the enemy in that lie.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The other piece just specifically about autism, or you could put ADHD in here. You could put all the labels, right? right? All the labels, throw them into that bucket guys all the labels, big bucket that keeps growing because they keep coming up with new diagnoses for all kinds of things to make you feel better as a parent, um, is the lie of why we are in this place with this epidemic. Mm -hmm. And again, you guys, common sense, just go back to when it started. Right. You and I, growing up in the 80s, never, I never knew of a child that had quote-unquote autism or ADHD or food allergies or asthma I mean there was the occasional child that had developmental disabilities that were I would probably say even back then being a young child genetic Mm -hmm. clearly genetic Right. right and now you look at where we are today and all you have to do is look at what has increased the vaccines what else has increased
0: Oh, uh, the
1: vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so much. Processed food. Processed food. Food dyes, yep. sugar, um, chemtrails in the sky. Um, oh, gosh. Aaron rolls his eyes every time I say that. And I go, really? So that's normal that the sky was blue. And now all of a sudden there's magical clouds that appeared that don't look like fluffy cal- clouds. Okay. Anyways, that's God a whole other nice. episode. <laughs> um, so... Just environmental toxins right. in general. Right. Okay. Vaccines are a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Food quality, gut health, antibiotics, C sections. I mean, you got look at the entire picture. Right. That's the lie. Yep. That's the lie right there. So when I say parents have been fed a lie about autism, parents have been fed the lie of why children are chronically ill today Mm -hmm. and then you have to look at why do they want to attach a label to everything to make you feel better so let's take autism for example Mm -hmm. what is autism first of all they say it's unexplained there's all these markers supposedly right Right. which if you look at the markers of uh poor gut health eye contact Mm -hmm sensory processing type stuff, like just sensory, you right. know, touch and oh, yeah. screaming and not having language and not being, or, or being robotic with their language, rolling cars, um, or fixation on mm-hmm. objects. Right. What does a lot of that come back to? What does actually all of it come back to? Can you take a guess?
0: Your brain? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going through all these things and I'm like, you talk about the sensory and I still remember our son in, in the bathtub. Yes, yeah, He did. He yeah. did not like shaving cream. Mm-hmm. We had to do shaving cream time. So it's brain
1: inflammation, guys. It's toxic brain inflammation, which is connected to gut inflammation. And then, you know what, when you go through an autism reversal process, what do you do? You work on removing mm-hmm. the triggers, removing the toxins, healing and sealing the gut. Yeah. And guess what? Now they don't have autism. Right. So, where's the lie? In mm-hmm. autism, as itself, is a lie. Right. Does, re- does like real autism exist out there? And when I think of real autism, I, I always think of the movie Rain Man. I was right? going to say the Rain Man. Yeah. And that is actually much more indicative of what they want you to believe autism is, right? Because, and that's, by the way, that's very rare. So when you actually look at a case like what is portrayed in that movie, that is extremely rare and probably more pointed to some type of genetic condition than what they want you to believe autism is today. Mm -hmm. And what I call a modern day autism. So modern-day autism is autism packaged up Mm -hmm. to make you believe it's like Rain Man autism. Right. They're two very different things. That's true. That's where you have to have that distinction. And that's where, as parents, I want to encourage you guys or anybody listening to really start thinking in that way versus falling into what they're packaging up autism to be today. Right. So... Are you going to celebrate world autism day and autism awareness month? That's for you to decide. And I've had actually conversations with, with many parents who have recovered their children and they celebrate the recovery Mm -hmm. and that's cool. Right? Celebrate the recovery. Like we should be, that's what we should be celebrating. Right. We should be celebrating health. We should be celebrating triumph. We should be celebrating freedom, freedom, the freedom to choose, to heal your child, Mm -hmm. right? The the fact that you have that choice and that right as a parent, and you don't have to believe this lie if you don't want to believe this lie, you can choose a different path if you want to choose a different path. You can say no thank you to vaccines if you want to say no thank you. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You can fire your pediatrician. Yes, you can. You don't even have to go to a well check. I'm going to say that. If you don't want to go to a well check, you don't have to. Nope. Okay. That's what we should be celebrating. Exactly. Is you as a parent stepping into that power. I agree. So. We will not, we will not be celebrating World Autism Day. No, we will not be flying a flag.
0: Can we can we <laughs> drop off that book at her, that that
1: house? I've been meaning to actually mail my book to that neurologist, but
0: no, 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 the house around the corner. Oh, oh no, I don't think we should do that. Why not? Stop it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great
0: introduction
1: into the neighborhood. I don't know their story. Anyways, <laughs> um, all right, guys, thank you for joining today. Um, looking forward to the next one. I really felt. we we really felt like this was a good um, thing to talk about today. So um, thank you for joining. As a reminder, you can um, download now the Warrior app for free. Um, Super exciting. So I have my own app where I do not have to worry about being deleted by social media. And I can say whatever I want. And we can connect in that space. So go to thewarriorcenter.com and check that out. You can also find the app in the app store. Um, And get in there and get some really good information. Also, you can pick up the book, um, which again, chronicles our entire story and how we conquered this label of autism and stepped out of that matrix and paradigm forever and ever and ever. Amen. Um, You can find it on Amazon. There's Audible Spanish and then also at autismreimagined.com. And as always, reach out if you guys have any questions. Thanks for joining today. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Hey guys! Thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book Autism Reimagined on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends: you are a sovereign human being, and you hold the power not the government. See you next time.